ladies and gentlemen, college football fans around the world. It is your boy CJ and your boy Brandon Lumberg here to bring you a college football playoff special. We're just here to uh, overview the college football playoff, the New Year's Six Bowls, and also the Heisman Trophy. How's everything going today, Brandon? Pretty good, man. It's early right now. It's our earliest show, I think, ever, right? We had one other show like this. Yeah, I think I think the very first show we had, um, like we woke up on like a Sunday morning, super duper early to get it done. So this is good, though, man. I like I like getting getting the stuff done early and getting it out as quick as possible. You're doing this by the pool, man. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I had to. It it was a lot of rooms I could have chose, but this this (laughs) is probably the best one. (laughs) Nice low backdrop in this one. So, you know, no doubt um, for people who don't know, CJ has been on vacation. So. Yeah, so I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I got four or five more days left, so we'll make the best of it. And we got to get this show on the road because uh, I'm going on a boat ride in about two hours. So uh, with all that said, Brandon, I know you wanted to start us, start us off with a bit of a warm-up discussion, huh? Yeah, and it's inspired by Football Scout 365's newest evaluation um, show. We, I kind of want to preview it a little bit. Uh, the show is called After Further Review. It'll be quick podcast segments kind of overviewing or or providing more high-level discussion on topics. We generally, as a group, when all five of us are together on a podcast, we have several arguments and discussions uh, that really don't get enough airtime. So I wanted to provide an opportunity for us to do a deeper dive on topics that need a deeper level of focus and discussion and backing it up with analytical data. Some of the random discussions that we've had are, you know, who's the top quarterback in the NFL? You know, we have discussions about Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. Actually, yeah. we have way too many of those. Way too uh, many. Right, right. Who's better between, you know, the <laughs> quarterbacks at the bottom of the NFL? So I know we had a long-winded text argument about Justin Fields on Christmas Eve that caused me to go into full research mode in the middle of opening gifts. Oh, yeah. People were side-eyeing me like crazy, like, what, you don't care? You know, about- the, the thing about it, Brandon, is some of these players or teams that I sometimes defend, I don't even really want to defend. And sometimes I don't even feel like it's worth it. But I feel like people should know the truth for what it's really worth. And obviously, it's all our subjective opinions, but we can back it up with facts and stats and, and film. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's big. Yes. We just we just here to bring the people to the, the correct information. Best exactly. I, I know we started off, we did kind of like a test show or a pilot show. Uh, with some video analysis for Tom Brady earlier in the year, just trying to figure out what's going on with the Tampa Bay Bucks offense. Uh, we did a pretty good job on on the show, testing it out. Uh, yeah. We hope to actually add video to this here in the near future. We're working on a platform for that. But anyway, just be on the, on the lookout. We're going to be adding these additional bonus features, diving deeper into these types of discussions. Uh, you'll be able to find it on the Five Tool Sports uh, podcast platform or any where podcasts can be found as well as a football scout 365.com platform and anywhere that those podcasts can be found you can find both the five tool sports that's the number five tool sports podcast and football scout 365 podcasts on apple everywhere we're everywhere yeah, everywhere right <laughs> um and it's free so take advantage and so we'll start off our our first after review segment and discuss the college football playoff 
its future. Uh, did the college football playoff committee or college football in general miss the chance uh, to test out an 18 playoff this season, especially, or do we even need more than four teams? And how, you know, how would an 18 playoff would look right now based on how the committee has, you know, let's just say the top eight teams, if we were to use that, right? One versus yeah. eight, two versus uh, seven, you know, seven and so on and so forth. Um, CJ, based on, on the current college football playoff rankings and, and the way that I, I listed the matchups, you can see them. How do you think this would look? You know, how do you think it would end? Does it even matter? Do you think it just all ends up the same anyway? Uh, man, or, or just just uh, so I'm going to just quickly go over the matchups, uh, what they would be if we had eight. You'd have Bama versus Cincy which is one versus eight, Clemson versus Florida, Ohio State versus Oklahoma, and Notre Dame versus Texas A&M. Uh, out of those four games, they seem a bit extra because I think the only one that might actually be competitive will be Notre Dame versus Texas A&M. Uh, I think... I mean, look, I think they should definitely expand the college football playoff. Um, whether it's eight teams or just six teams, they definitely just need to expand it. I, I feel like college football kind of misses the mark sometimes when it comes to uh, other sports. And look, it's, it's not a professional sport, so it's not um, – as, as much money involved for some of these ADs and presidents as it is for these owners and general managers. But we've seen other uh, leagues kind of think outside the box um, in, in, this, in this COVID season. And we haven't seen that so much in college football. They really haven't thought outside the box. We haven't seen a lot of changes. I mean, they did grant players an extra year eligibility, which I thought is, I don't know. We'll, we'll save that for later. But... I think it would be cool. I think it's needed to expand. But again, I don't know if we do necessarily eight, maybe maybe expand it to six and give the top two teams a, a, a buy, perhaps. Yeah, I, I know we had that discussion before, you know, six teams kind of makes sense. You give honestly, you could you could give the top four teams in um, and, and kind of make it a prerequisite. I think that if you win your uh, conference title in a power five division, maybe make that kind of give that a threshold maybe give one at large bid. Um, that's why I think eight I like teams. That. I think eight teams works a little bit better because you could give the top five conference champions kind of like, you know, I think that's 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 what they do. Um, They or they used to have that format in the FCS subdivision. Right. Or maybe they still do. I I think they if 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 I'm not mistaken, it was uh, certain conferences. If you won your conference, that was an automatic bid. Right. So, yeah, I think it might be, honestly, I'm not 100 percent how they how they do have that format. That's something to look at, because that model is something that does work, I think. And yeah, they could definitely take from that. I think the big thing that we always you know, that we we forget um, and, and what they always use as an excuse is the bowl game revenue or the bowl game atmosphere. So like when they're playing these things at the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl for the college football playoff or the Sugar Bowl, for example, you know, the big corporate sponsors are paying big money for that. But also fans who travel, they can't afford to they use that as kind of a crutch. Well, people can't travel to so many games. And it's like, you know, at home, it's BS, it's BS. And, And to say something like that is publicly publicly like like dumping a, a, a 
bucket of politics all over college football because and I, I didn't really adopt this this idea or, or this theory until a couple of weeks ago, maybe not even a couple of weeks ago. But um, I think it was the Coastal Carolina AD that wrote a letter to the college football playoff committee. I, th- I think I it was think the AD at Coastal. Yeah. And basically he stated, hey, it's unfair. Um the politics that you guys have, because if if we have a good enough season to get in, we should be let in. And basically, it, it's a mentality to where the Power Five conferences are keeping the power within them, and that's not necessarily fair. If, for example, if Cincinnati, granted they're in a Group of Five conference, if they beat two or three top twenty-five teams and go undefeated, they deserve to get in. If Coastal Carolina beat a couple of top 25 teams, they deserve to get in. They may not necessarily be uh, championship contenders, but everyone that makes the NCAA tournament and college basketball, they're not legit contenders. I mean, we have to... We we have to have some parity and some and some fairness here. So from that standpoint, uh, I think an 18 playoff would be beneficial, especially for the schools like Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina or or Liberty University. Yeah, and I also think there's one other thing that that could be done. You could have some of those, uh, you know, the smaller divisions kind of have their own four-team playoff, for example, or, or the group of five where. You know, you get the top four group of five teams facing off in a playoff format prior to the end of the season, maybe in, you know, early December or whatnot, leading up to uh, or whenever the final college football playoff playoff rankings are generally released. Maybe you subtract the conference championship games. Just have them just play like a straight conference schedule and whoever the number one team in each of those conferences uh, would get consideration or at least during that championship weekend, give them that four team playoff format for the group of five, have them play it out and have one at large come from the group of five every single year in an 18 playoff or even a 16 playoff, however you would want to do it. So essentially you're you're either playing for that number eight spot unless you're already within unless the committee has has a group of five team that's already in that eight, you know, within the top eight, um, you would just have them automatically kind of get that bid no matter where they're ranked. That's, that's, that's one way to kind of, cause you would have a sweet, I don't even know the 14 playoff this year probably would have had what Cincinnati, BYU, coastal Liberty, for example, as a 14 playoff. And then you could have had them duke it out. Exciting. Like that's exciting to me. Like you said that, and I just got chills. BYU, (laughs) coastal Cincinnati and Liberty. I would pick Cincinnati to come out of that, but that would be super dope. What it comes down to is everyone deserves a fair shot. So even if that, that team in that A spot, even if they quote unquote don't have a chance and they will get uh, blown out. Like we, we always say they do, they still deserve a shot. Right. Hey, let's just say for, for, for the sake of argument that that was the way that it played out or the way that it is now where Cincinnati is number eight and Alabama's playing Cincinnati, obviously Alabama is going to win that game. Yeah. you with me or against me, then you would have number two Clemson, number seven Florida. Who's going to win that, right? I mean, that might actually be a good That's, game. That, that, that one might be a good game, yeah. 
Yeah. So I think uh, where we're at on this is, and, and one other point of emphasis before we move on that I think it should be considered is when you do expand the college football playoff, for example, Alabama playing Cincinnati, who's to say Mac Jones doesn't get hurt or Devontae Smith or Najee Harris. And there's some attrition as you work your way up or it does affect it or players opting out because players are far more likely to opt out if they've played 10 games. 11 games for Alabama as opposed to playing 10 games for a team like Cincinnati or Liberty. Those guys aren't opting out unless they're sure, surefire um, draft picks, but a lot of those guys aren't. So that could play a huge part too, right? I mean, right. just imagine if Justin Fields opted out um, for the college football <laughs> playoff, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, I mean, it, it kind of, it screws them. We, we haven't seen really that in the college football playoff as much as we've seen it in the uh, New Year's Six games where right. the, that there's a lot more effect there. I think that that also helps uh, to stop as much of the, to stop the opt-outs, for example, because we're getting a lot of watered-down games. Um, people don't even realize it till the day of the bowl game sometimes when, when they turn on the TV that such and such player opted out. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just changes the whole uh, view of the game. So, like Florida for ex- is a great example. If they're in this 18 playoff Kyle Pitts is probably not going to opt out like he did so yeah definitely uh, yeah you see what I'm saying so yeah. it, it would it would make for better football I think overall but yeah this is good discussion and and this is kind of a preview for like I said earlier we started the discussion uh, for the newest evaluation show after further review inspired by football scout 365 and so let's move on to the real college football playoff the juicy stuff And that will do it for today's Football Scout 365 After Further Review podcast. Please be on the lookout for more episodes in the weeks and months ahead. And don't forget to check out the 5 Tool Sports podcast, which includes all of our weekly college football recap shows, weekly NFL preview shows, weekly NFL recap shows, and so much more. All of that is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google, and anywhere podcasts can be found.